Season 4, Episode 21, our midweek bonus episode. Kind of a late night getting it recorded. Normally I record, you know, the the things like early at, or, well, afternoon. But we, we had a, a political rally to go to this week. Because, you know, Pennsylvania, you know, it's in the news a lot over our senator race, you know, between Dr. Oz and um, Uncle Fester. And uh, then we got the governor's race because we've got a lame duck Democrat governor who's been held, who's been holding Pennsylvania hostage for eight years. Now we're going to have another shot at a new governor. And we've got uh, basically the Democrat 2.0 who's running the current attorney general versus this Doug Mastriano guy who everybody else thinks he's this radical gun-toting military cowboy that's going to regress the state back 20 years. And he, he got called up for the January 6th committee. Like it's illegal to just go to the Capitol, you know, on January the 6th. I mean, he didn't really do anything, but, you know, you know how that is, right? So we went to go see Doug Mastriano tonight. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. So I'm uh, getting in a little late and uh, getting the podcast ready to go. But I feel very patriotic. Yeah, not a whole lot of stupidity was going on there this week. All the stories that you're going to hear in this podcast are true. None of the names have been changed because we've all done something stupid. St. Eric Lane, and welcome to the midweek bonus episode of My Stupid World. Just remember, if you see something stupid, say something stupid. And if you like the podcast, make sure you rate and review it, because I get five-star stupidity for you. So give it a five-star rating, and maybe even write a review of the podcast. I just might read it in an upcoming episode. And of course, we've got some great Halloween stupidity for you and this midweek bonus uh, episode. And uh, yeah, uh, strange as it might seem in the whole Halloween theme, been a lot of talk about how insensitive it was to dress up as Jeffrey Dahmer for Halloween. Yeah, I know. Even eBay banned the sale of Jeffrey Dahmer costumes, but plenty of people are still, are still doing it for Halloween. All because of that silly Netflix show, you know? And now there's this. There was a pizza place in Lubbock, Texas called Capital Pizza. Been catching a little heat for their Halloween decoration, showing what Dahmer's favorite pizza might look like. Yeah, I don't know if you saw it or not, but the toppings had fake eyeballs, severed fingers, a fake ear, noodles that kind of resembled intestines. And then there's a sign under it. It says, the Jeffrey Dahmer special. Now, just to be clear, it's uh, only decoration on the front counter. It's not something you can order off the menu. <laughs> but uh, some people were still wigging out about it, thinking it was a little appropriate. The manager says one of his waitresses came up with the idea and made it kind of as a fun prop. But despite the backlash, he kept it up until Halloween was over. Now I guess everybody can breathe a collective sigh of relief. 
There was a letter from, I love this. There was a letter from the Wyandotte, Michigan city engineer to residents of the city to warn them of a cockroach infestation. And actually, it was so bad in this home, officials literally canceled trick-or-treating to prevent further roach migration. If I'm lying, I'm dying. The decision, the warning, went on to say, was in the best interest of the citizens. Of course they would say that. The city said it put up human barricades and signs, not so much to stop the roaches, but to close the sidewalks on the street to vehicles and kids in their adorable costumes. The letter, which was signed by Gregory Mayhew and posted in a Facebook group, resident and city councilman uh, Todd Hanna had his name at the top of the letter with other officials, independently verified the letter's accuracy. It's no fault of the city, Hannah tells the Free Press, explaining that the infestation came to light a few weeks earlier when a city's waste management picked up a load of garbage crawling with bugs outside of a home that had been since vacated. In the meantime, though, the council voted to shut down trick-or-treating to, quote, prevent roaches from grabbing onto kids' costumes and entering other homes. There's also other concerns. Like he said, even the trick-or-treaters were to kill some of the roaches by stepping on them. Well, they decided don't do that because then their eggs could survive and then be tracked all over the neighborhood. Frankly, I think it's a great idea. You know, a Halloween roach stomp. Maybe they could put together a TikTok dance or something, you know? <laughs> Snap, crackle, pop! <laughs> well, trends tend to cycle in and out. I'm pretty sure this has never been considered cool before. But there's a new beauty trend out there. It's a, a do-it-yourself makeup job. And it makes you look just like you've had a good cry. Yeah. A makeup artist on TikTok. Her name is Zoe Canelli. It's going viral. She posts a tutorial on how to do it. Now, it starts with her claiming that a lot of women think that they look good after a good cry. Hmm. Some of the people in the comments seem to agree. Like, it's kind of a damsel in distress look. I mean, here's Canelli giving a quick tutorial on how to get that special look. You know how we look good when we cry? Here's how to get the liquid makeup. So we want that puffy soft lip, right? We're going in with a soft spoken lip by M Cosmetics. Next, it's really a monochromatic moment. I'm going in with a double cheeked up palette by Fenty Beauty, over my eyes, under my eyes, on my cheeks, and of course, my nose. Next, we're recreating that glisten in our eyes with some liquid glitter on the bottom lash line and my favorite vinyl effect by About Face. Put it where you want shine. The cupid's bow is a great area. The lashes gotta be curled, okay? It just completes the look, but most of all, the gloss. As she says to put a red blush around your eyes and nose and put some liquid glitter under the eyes to mimic the look of tears wiped away, catching the light. It's probably the most important part. You also have to curl your lashes and make them look like they're all clumped together a little. She said, it completes the look. Maybe I should try that myself, see if it makes me have any improvement in my appearance. I don't know. But I'm telling you, this is probably not going to do anything for your appearance, much less anything else. And it won't do anything to silence any of the anti-shower conspiracy theories. The world's dirtiest man has died. He lives in Iran, or used to live in Iran. 
He died at the age of 94. He was referred to as Amu Haji, or, quote, Uncle Haji. Uh, there have been several profiles on his bizarre lifestyle. He had not bathed in more than 60 years. Six decades. Because the man believed soap and water would make him sick. And, uh, by the way, a few months ago, villagers finally persuaded Uncle Haji to wash for the first time. And guess what? Shortly afterwards, he got sick. <laughs> There's no known connection between him bathing and his death. Probably has more to do with him being 94 years old, but who knows? In 2014, the Tehran Times reported that Uncle Haji also avoided fresh food. Opting instead, he preferred rotted porcupine, smoked a pipe of animal excrement. He also loved cigarettes, but often smoked several all at once. And he drank up to five liters of water per day. Oh, by the way, it was out of a large rusty oil can. Hmm. And he lived to be 94. It's probably because his immune system was probably bionic. Well, this, uh, this kid's dad had opened this up, no problem. You might say it would be a two-for-one deal, but uh, that's not what happened. See, there was a mom in Australia. She wanted a cheap Halloween decoration and ordered one from Amazon. You know, like a fake dead body you could probably cover in black plastic and hang from a tree or something, right? Well, when it came in the mail, her 10-year-old son got the package and opened it. And, well, what do you know? It was a sex doll. She posted about it on Facebook group called What I Asked For Versus What I Got. Now, you got to join the group to see the post. But according to the seller, it wasn't really a mix-up. They just use inflatable sex dolls because they're cheaper. And look, you're covering it in black plastic, so who's going to know? But yes, it's a sex doll with an Asian woman, Asian woman's face printed on it. Now, there was an Amazon listing for a similar decoration, and almost all of the reviews say it's a sex doll. She's not the first person that it's happened to. One woman said she opened it in front of her five-year-old grandson. The mom from Facebook says the seller told her to keep it, offered a 40% refund. She wants a full refund and a public apology. It's... Look, it's just going to be a dead body, right? Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but unfortunately, boxed water hasn't really caught on. A lot of folks hoped it might have, but I think this might change that whole scenario. Boxed water is now coming packaged with boxed wine, all in the same box. Yeah. You can also say that boxed wine is now coming with boxed water, I guess, helping you stay hydrated while drinking, but I guess that's less fun. But Essentia Waters has teamed up with the boxed wine brand, House Wine, to sell a huge box that combines water and wine, both red and white. Hmm. Maybe they can change the water into wine. I don't know. The box has three spouts, can pour 32 ounce glasses of or 32 eight ounce glasses of water. That's two gallons. The second spout can pour the equivalent of four bottles of wine. 
the third can for, can pour four bottles of red wine. We got four bottles of white, four bottles of red out of the three spouts. The boxes won't be available in stores. There's limited quantities that'll be released on the original House Wines website. By the way, they're going to set you back about 46 bucks a piece. Yeah, get it while supplies last. Sip of water, sip of red wine, sip of white wine, sip of water, sip of red wine. I don't know. You, I don't know. Well, there's a seven foot or a six foot seven inch alligator that was rescued recently from a property in Lake Bay, Washington. Yeah, it was not Florida, Washington. Happened after an animal control got a complaint recently about a person living with an animal. Animal control officer officials stated the owner was living inside of a shipping container. They had a small tub inside the shipping container for the gator. Now we got Sergeant Darren Moss Jr. talking about this weird situation. It's very bizarre, very strange. The deputies that were there had never seen that before. A six foot seven alligator in a container box on a property and the owner was sleeping nearby the gator. And the back half was like a little living room and a mattress on the ground where the man was sleeping and it, it was free access for the gator to come in and out of the tub next to the man. Now, by the way, in case you didn't know, in the state of Washington, it's illegal to possess an alligator. I want to take that shipping container and ship it to Florida. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know, you've heard him say you are what you eat. Well, we've got Melissa Soriano of Mesick, Michigan. Yes, that's actually the name of the town. Mesick. Seemed to take this phrase to a whole new level. She surprised her son recently with a dinner that was pretty personal, you might say. Soriano, you see, presented her 17-year-old son, Colin, with a large meatloaf, which was shaped to resemble his face. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Yeah, Mom included shredded cheese for the hair, green olives for the eyes, red peppers for the eyebrows, white onions for the teeth. Looks pretty... Uh, frightening. Melissa Soriano tells Kennedy News and Media that the personalized dinner was a big thank you to her dear son for the way he helped her around the house when she started a new job. <laughs> he also helped take care of his younger brother, Boston, who has special needs, and organized the family basement, which his mom described as really messy. I wanted to make him happy and make him a meatloaf to show my appreciation for what he does, she said about her son. How would you react if your mom made you a large meatloaf that looked like your face? <laughs> okay. I don't know. Well, I guess people show love in many, many ways. Well, we, of course, we've got, you know, mothers doing something for their children. How about a 75-year-old father going on a Pokemon Go hunt with his 35-year-old son and getting arrested? Happened in Missouri. The two have been found guilty of assault because they got into a big brawl over Pokemon Go, which landed the pair and their victim in a lake, along with some teeth that were lost. The popular smartphone game sees rival players do virtual battle with Pokemon characters for control of real-life locations known as gyms. Robert Matazuo... Robert Matayuzi and his son Angelo 
on one side of a long-running feud over Kirkwood Park outside St. Louis, sought to claim the location for their team in June 2018 when they began arguing with an opposing player. This is according to the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Suddenly, the battle became all too real. At a jury trial, the victim testified that Angelo Matteuzzi started punching him, causing both men to fall five feet into a lake. But that wasn't the end of it. Robert jumped in the lake after them. Now, it was Father's Day, after all. So a bystander uh, took video, and it showed the father and son repeatedly punching the victim and holding the man down in the water. At one point, a voice could be heard saying, Dad, don't get involved! A bystander eventually succeeded, though, in separating the men. Police then had to use a ladder to get him out of the lake. St. Louis County Prosecutor Wesley Bell says, grown men, including a man in his 70s, coming to blows over a childish game that they're playing is ridiculous, that there was nothing funny about the injuries sustained by the victim who could have drowned. The victim added it was his second physical altercation with the father who had attacked him with another relative in the previous year. On the stand, Robert Matiuso tells the jurors, I didn't want to be in the water. Reminded, though, that he had jumped in the lake, he suggested it was just chaos, but admitted, I just wanted to dunk him. Now, Angela Metayuzzi says he didn't want to fight, during which some of his teeth were knocked out. I was just trying to put my Pokemon in the gym. <laughs> what are they doing in San Fr or St. Louis, for crying out loud? Is there anything else? Do, do they have anything other than that to do for a life? Well, this I should have talk this over with my insane Florida nephew because he probably can, I don't know, have a much more insight into this since I'm not much of a whiskey drinker, but I guess there's a new kind of gold standard that could soon permeate the whiskey industry. Yeah, whiskey distillers uh, typically age their spirits in these charred wooden casks for years, allowing the liquid to gradually absorb the flavorful chemicals released from the wood. Well, now researchers have demonstrated that swirling gold ions into the whiskey can reveal how much flavor the liquor has taken in. That's a quality called agedness. According, I guess, this method could prove Master blenders with a quick and inexpensive test for whiskey agedness, according to researchers in the ACS supplied nanomaterials. Well, here's the deal, I guess. If you drink enough whiskey to try and figure out the flavor, you could buy your own gold ions. Of course, if you drink that much whiskey, you won't care what it tastes like. I, I really thought this agedness was a term that they used to describe the president. You can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real-time updates and a little of the uh, articles from the stupid stories that you hear when you join Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. I'll be posting links to the stories that I read here on the episodes. You are able to read the actual articles, see the pictures, look at the videos, make comments about what you have actually seen or 
read or even heard about, and even share some of your own stupid stories with um, everybody in the community. Visit t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E R I K L A N E. You get a preview of the channel, and there's also an opportunity to just download the, the Telegram Messenger right there from the preview channel right to your device, desktop, or mobile for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And also, you can interact with me as well on social media. Follow me at insane E R I K L A N E on Facebook or Twitter. Or visit the website at insaneericlane.com. And now, from the news desk of Insane Eric Lane, it's the Week in Review. President Biden recently tweeted, For two years, the COVID virus has been evolving, but the good news is that we're evolving with it. The virus evolves to further harm people. So I guess Joe's administration really is evolving in the same way. Note to the White House, please stop insulting our intelligence and pretending that Biden is tweeting things. If somebody was typing the words that come out of his mouth, it would look like a cat walked across the keyboard. A new survey finds that Americans are very particular about how they like their meat cooked and even more judgmental about others like their steak. So men on their first dates better not place the wrong order or they'll be really T-boning themselves. Four in 10 people said they would be critical of anyone ordering or cooking a steak until it's well done. And the other six in 10 would stop being friends with those people completely. A survey of 2000 adults has found that 29% admit their brains shut down when they see or hear the word data, especially when it's data that they don't agree with. 35% admit they find data boring because men, because attention spans are so short these days, most people can't even make it through 15-second YouTube commercials. The Florida Lottery announced that a South Florida man claimed a $1 million prize from a scratch-off ticket that he got at Publix Markets. And now he plans to invest the money wisely by purchasing more lotto tickets. He actually chose to get his prize from the 500x the cash game as a one-time lump sum payment of $820,000, which these days might be enough for a two-bedroom, one-bathroom shack in the swamp. A mother-to-be has inspired women, fishing hobbyists, and others as she pole-speared a potential world record fish while freediving at eight months pregnant. The fish took a big pole, which is also coincidentally how the woman got pregnant. A newly announced Star Wars movie will be a standalone and take place after the events of The Rise of Skywalker. It's been a while since a Star Wars movie hit theaters, which has given fans a chance to try something new, like dating. James Corden has apologized for the rude comment that he made at Balthazar a week after his brief ban from the restaurant. But late-night TV viewers, well, we're still waiting for James to apologize for his show. Jim Mattress Mac McInville is four wins from a record $75 million payout on a World Series bet. 
Now, this man is uh, such a gambling degenerate, it's amazing that they don't call him money under the mattress, Mac. This year, McIngville has $10 million on the Astros, and he's just four wins from winning his $75 million after they swept the Yankees to advance to the World Series. Now, the only thing that can ruin his dream is the city of Philadelphia. You know, they're known for being a dream killer. President Biden and former President Obama barnstormed Philadelphia and Pittsburgh areas with the party's nominees for Pennsylvania governor and Senate. Biden said he just wants to help those guys do well on their midterm exams. Of course, on the plus side, I finally figured out why Obama is stumping with Biden and Fetterman. He's the translator. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre says the Biden administration is still working behind the scenes through diplomatic channels to broker the immediate release of Brittany Griner. Uh, Biden told Putin, we need Griner back because WNBA is a great radio station and it's unfair to their listeners. A new study has found that video games might bring cognitive benefits to kids. So when it comes to reactivating your kid's brain, gaming can actually flip a Nintendo Switch. According to published research, kids that play video games for three or more hours per day perform better on impulse control and memory tests than children that don't play games. But no word on if it works for adults. But Secret Service members are setting up Xbox and Playstations in the Oval Office just in case. <coughs> more than 230 pythons were removed from the Florida Everglades as part of an annual competition to eliminate the invasive species from the South Florida Wetlands Preserve. These are freaky, but just just nice to hear about the giant snakes that aren't participating in the political debates this week. The Florida wildlife official said that about a thousand hunters from 32 states and as far away as Canada and Latvia removed 231 Burmese pythons. But tourists visiting Florida are used to dealing with scary creatures because they usually interact with the locals. A Florida man was bitten while trying to remove an alligator from a property in Englewood. Luckily, the man is okay after receiving first aid, or in this case, uh, gator aid. Science, a Japanese technology company specializing in bathroom and kitchen innovation, recently unveiled plans to produce a washing machine for humans. Now, some think it's a weird idea. Others can't wait to take it for a spin cycle. It's called Project Usuyaro. The latest fine bubble technology, as well as a variety of monitoring sensors and an artificial intelligence system that produce a complex bath experience. I just hope they're large enough because much like a giant pile of clothes, some of us are a big load. The 81-year-old Martha Stewart says she would definitely go on a date with sort of cute 28-year-old Pete Davidson if she got the opportunity. Now that she's called Pete uh, sort of cute, fans are now urging her to visit an optometrist for an eye exam. President Biden appeared to mock reporters as they shouted questions at him during a meeting with Israeli Prime Minister Isaac Herzog at the White House. But over the past, what, nearly two years, nothing has been mocked more than the office of the presidency. Biden could be seen imitating reporters and raising his eyebrows and moving his mouth to slightly mimic talking. 
Well, it was either that or he was chatting with his imaginary friends again. Supporters of John Fetterman are voicing concern that his debate performance will sway undecided Pennsylvania voters toward Dr. Oz. Of course, yeah, it was tough. I mean, you know, but if you think Fetterman was uh, slow, wait till you see the vote count. And there's a new movie out called Pray for the Devil. And by the sound of the title, it sounds like a wholesome Halloween movie for the whole family to enjoy. Actually, the plot reads, quote, A nun prepares to perform an exorcism and comes face to face with the demonic force with mysterious ties to her past. You know, nuns never want to perform exorcisms, but they just simply can't break the habit. Rock legend Jerry Lee Lewis, at one point, was alive, then dead, and then still alive, despite those erroneous rumors. Reports out of Memphis had him half dead. Of course, we know he's not half dead, because if he was, he'd be running for office. TMZ issued an apology for first saying that he had died, then that he wasn't dead. Of course, the bad news is the journalist who created the fake news might now be out at TMZ, but the good news is there's a job waiting for him at CNN. The Los Angeles Lakers are 0-4, the worst start of the season for LeBron James since his rookie year. LeBron will now say something that nobody in the history of America has ever said. I wish I was back in Cleveland. <laughs> it's a new system. It's a new group of guys together, says James, which kind of seems like a long-winded way of saying, eh, we really suck. President Biden is facing criticism from multiple fact-checking sites for continuing to insist that gas was $5 a gallon when he took office. Uh, <clears throat> gas was actually $2.39 a gallon when Biden took office. But how would Joe know? It's not like anybody's letting him drive a car at this age. I mean, then I guess Hunter also huffs a lot of gas, so I guess it might have come up in conversation somewhere. I don't know. Kamala Harris continues to be mocked for an awkward video where she was professing her love for school buses. It's kind of hard to watch that school bus video, but, you know, still still pretty easy to think she might have rode the short one. The sexy costume craze continued to dominate adult Halloween parties as the nation celebrated uh, the big event. Actually, I saw that uh, Party City had sexy Toy Story costumes, but what was the point? I mean, any costume's sexy whenever you have a buzz and a woody. An eight-year-old boy became the youngest person to climb Yosemite's 3,000-foot El Capitan. And people are excited for him, but <clears throat> it's all downhill from here. And the kid's expected to try something even more dangerous next, you know, like walking the streets of San Francisco by himself. Lion King the musical actor William James Jr. is accusing his female co-star... Amina Kaplan of demanding sex and threatening to hold back his career if he didn't put out. Of course, this explains the new song on the soundtrack, Hakuna Matatas. <laughs> the funny part of the story is if you Google the Lion King, you got to be careful how you spell it or every story will be about Joe Biden. Legendary Motley Crue guitarist, co-founder Mick Mars is retiring from the band because of a medical condition called ankylosing spondylitis makes it impossible for him to play guitar. It's kind of surprising that Mick is leaving because he can't play, especially when you consider that Vince Neil is staying and he can't sing. Vince Neil has gained so much weight, they now call him Vince Meal. 
Either way you slice it, though, the band is definitely older. I mean, for instance, Shout at the Devil, they're now calling it Shout at the Kids on My Lawn. And then Girls, 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 it's now called Golden Girls, Girls, Girls. Prince Harry's new book going to be called Spare. They're calling it Spare after the purse Megan puts his balls in. Harry's expected to dish out on his troubles with the royal family in this $20 million book tell-all. Kind of amazing that we're living in a time where 70% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck, and this guy thinks anybody even cares how hard it is to be a frickin' prince? They, they might be the most tone-deaf couple of all time. Seriously. How, how about you spare us some change while you're whining about your difficult life of getting eight-handed handed, eight handed massages and flying around in private jets? President Biden was recently fact-checked by Twitter for inflating the number of corporations that were making billions. But if anybody knows about inflation, definitely President Biden. Yeah. The fact-check noted that of the 55 corporations mentioned by Joe, only 14 had earnings greater than a billion dollars and would be eligible under his tax law, which is kind of a bummer for the Biden family because that means only 25% of those companies will be offering bribes. According to a new report, President Biden lost his temper and raised his voice on the phone with Volodymyr Zelensky when the Ukrainian leader continued to press for more, for even more aid after Biden signed off on a billion dollars worth of military assistance. Joe was annoyed, you know, that Zelensky was asking for even more money than those Nigerian princes. According to a new survey of about 2,000 U.S. parents with children between the ages of 3 and 15, two-thirds of respondents have stolen candy that their kids collected while trick-or-treating. Turns out so many parents are stealing that on Halloween they probably should start dressing up as a Chicago resident. The chairwoman of Universal Pictures, Donna Langley, wants to see an all-woman installment of the Fast and Furious film franchise. Now, this version of the film, I think, would feature exhilarating sequences, including fender benders and bad parking jobs. <laughs> okay, relax, people. I'm obviously joking, okay? Come on. Fender benders and bad parking jobs are for the Fast and Furious movie where all the characters are over the age of 70. And finally, the 49ers running back Christian McCaffrey did something no other player has done since 2005. That's right. He made it an entire week without assaulting somebody. Actually, he threw, rushed, caught a touchdown as the 49ers put away the Rams 34-14. Throwing a touchdown is definitely something 49ers fans are not used to because Jimmy Garoppolo is their starting quarterback. You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would like to hear about it, okay? If you've maybe got a great stupid story from your stupid world, maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, -E, or if you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guerro has said on the podcast, or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, 
Well, let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com and uh, give me your feedback, okay? Um, And by the way, if you haven't done so already, and I just can't imagine why you haven't already, follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing. And now this week's Genius Award. And for this week's Genius Awards, we've got a 30-year-old Florida man who was accused of a series of crimes that reportedly ended with him leading police on the chase down I-95 on a stolen scooter. According to an NBC Miami report, an arrest report said Roberto Dugans approached a woman riding a motorized scooter to work. Dugans reportedly told the woman to get off the bike or he would hurt her. She told police that when she remained silent, Dugans came closer and whispered, asking her if she knew English. Police said she pushed him away. He tried to hit her on the head, but she was wearing a helmet. Police said Dugas then stole the scooter and drove off, hitting a car in the process. Dugans allegedly stole laundry detergent from CVS minutes later. He was then spotted by an officer later that day, according to NBC Miami. Police said he drove onto the sidewalk and eventually made his way onto I-95. Police said that Dugans was arrested about eight miles from where the officers found him earlier that evening. According to NBC Miami, the woman later identified Dugans as the person that stole her scooter. Police later found that he was never issued a driver's license. He was eventually booked into the Miami-Dade jail and charged with robbery and carjacking, fleeing and eluding police, no valid driver's license, and two counts of leaving the scene of a crash with property damage. (laughs) All that for some dang laundry detergent? His wife clearly is not a fan of filthy underwear. (laughs) And if this is how he acts when he needs laundry soap, I'd certainly hate to see him if he ran out of toilet paper. And then there's this. Coweta County investigators in Georgia have arrested eight people tied to a theft ring after a trail of candy wrappers led authorities to the suspects. One suspected burglar, Gerald Bennett, left behind a trail of Milky Way wrappers in the woods that led investigators right to his house. Well, what they were doing was using trails throughout the woods to transport stolen items from one place to another, bringing the incident location back to wherever they were storing it, says the Coweta County Sheriff's Office investigator, Christian Spinks. Furthermore, they were actually using the woods to conceal the stolen property, hiding it in the woods and burying it under leaves. Now, Bennett and seven others, including a juvenile, are accused of walking through the woods to enter victims' homes, stealing items, including firearms and food, even taking showers inside the homes. The suspects apparently discussed wanting to create one of the largest theft rings around until Bennett's candy wrappers led to their downfall. The Heard County Sheriff's Office was also involved in the case and was able to locate a firearm on one of the suspects whom they were already investigating. What an absolute idiot! I mean, who chooses Milky Way over Snickers? I mean, come on. He dropped so many Milky Way wrappers on the ground, you'd think that he had (laughs) Butterfingers. Or how about this? A Florida Dollar General employee has been arrested for allegedly pouring bleach 
into his co-worker's drink after an argument. Jerome Ellis, a Deland Dollar General employee, was arrested on charges of poisoning food or water and tampering with evidence after video surveillance showed Ellis pouring bleach into his co-worker's can of Pepsi. Ellis, the victim, reportedly got into this argument the day before, and the victim told police he believed Ellis was holding a grudge against him. The man told deputies he placed a Pepsi that he was drinking on a counter before going to the bathroom. When he came back to take a drink from the can, it tasted like bleach or some cleaning supplies. When deputies arrived at the store, video surveillance showed Ellis pouring bleach into the Pepsi can while the victim was in the bathroom. He also reportedly wiped the can off, walked away, and came back to spit in the drink. When confronted about the video footage, Ellis told deputies that he put some cleaning solution around the brim of the drink to get back at the victim for being difficult to work with. Ellis was booked into the Volusia County Jail. This is a totally normal thing to do, right? After an argument, you know, if you're a serial killer, why pour bleach into someone's Pepsi for crying out loud? It's pointless, you know, because, frankly, they're already drinking poison. What about this? A Central Florida man took out his anger over nearby construction work by shooting into a vehicle, earning him two attempted murder charges, according to authorities in Polk County, Florida. According to the sheriff's office there, 75-year-old Richard Vitretti shot into the occupied vehicle in the Lake Hatchahina area near Haines City. Nobody was hurt, but in addition to the two counts of attempted murder, Vitretti also faces charges of shooting into an occupied vehicle and tampering with evidence. If you get upset at nearby construction work going on at 7 p.m., do not shoot at people as a way of trying to get your point across, according to a tweet from the sheriff's office. I mean, this man's insane for shooting at nearby construction work, you know? I mean, if you watch The Sopranos, you should know who often operates those sites, you know? Shooting at somebody that annoys you will always get you locked up. Well, unless, of course, you're O.J. Simpson. And you got to check this one out. Cincinnati Bengals postgame celebration got a little out of hand for a 32-year-old man down at the banks. Cody Hartman was in the Dora district following Cincinnati's 35-17 win over the Atlanta Falcons. The arrest report from the Cincinnati Police Department reads, after the game, Hartman was near Holy Grail on Freedom Way when he took off all of his clothes exposing his private parts in public, according to officers. While Hartman was buck-naked, he allegedly tried to fight multiple people as they walked past him. I mean, who wants to fight with a naked man, you know? You don't know where to put your hands. Officers said the entire incident was captured on the city's camera at East Freedom Way and Joe Nuxall Way. Hartman was charged with public indecency and disorderly conduct. Of course, when a team is playing well, they usually strip the ball away to force a fumble, but it's not every day their fans strip off their clothes. Imagine getting tackled by this naked football fan. That's <laughs> not the type of sack you want to see. And you'll never believe this one. A Florida man who was running from police was arrested for reportedly trying to flee on an Osceola County school bus that was stopped at a Florida racetrack gas station. The school bus, which did not have any kids inside, thankfully, was pulled over at the racetrack service station. The driver left to go to the bathroom while the school bus attendant began to sweep the bus. As the bus attendee was sweeping, 22-year-old Kenal Bryan runs onto the bus, gets behind the wheel, 
when you see him running up to the bus, he's holding his waist like that's where a gun was, according to Sheriff Marcos Lopez. When the school bus attendee went to get off the bus, she pressed the parking brake, which made it hard to start the bus right away. So Brian faces charges like burglary of a structure while armed, carrying a concealed firearm without a permit, grand theft auto, and resisting arrest without violence. Deputies said that they were running after Brian because they received a call about a suspicious person at a local business inappropriately making comments or touching people. No surprise he tried to steal a school bus, mainly because... He looks like he spent plenty of time riding the short bus. Of course, based on his behavior, it's entirely possible he was probably on drugs. Maybe he was just taking a ride on the magic mushroom school bus. And, okay, one more. A Washington Parish deputy removed a naked burglary suspect from a Louisiana home. According to the sheriff, the deputy responded to a complaint of a suspicious person. When the deputy arrived at the home, he found the residence unlocked. When he entered, he found a naked man sitting on a recliner. The man claimed to be renting the home, but the deputy confirmed with the homeowner this was not true. The man, 50-year-old Jesse Patterson, was taken into custody and taken into the Washington Parish Jail. Once in jail, deputies say Patterson refused to exit the deputy's vehicle. Another patrol deputy and corrections deputies were able to remove him and then escort him into the jail, where he was then booked on charges of simple burglary, prohibited acts, and resisting an officer. And they set his bond at 25000 bucks. Can you just imagine a random naked guy on your recliner? I mean, you use that to watch football, and it gets covered in other balls. I mean, I think I'd have to just light that recliner on fire, frankly. Also, that would probably make it smell better. Well, if you like the podcast, don't forget to rate and review it. Of course, we're looking for a five-star rating because, look, I'm getting five-star stupidity here, okay? And don't forget, try to write a review and make it a real stupid review, okay? I just might read it on an upcoming episode, because when you rate and review the podcast, it always helps it to show up a bit more prominently in searches, because there are people out there desperately trying to search for stupidity. Don't forget to share the podcast on your social media feeds, because you don't want to be known for being a stingy, stupid person, okay? And then don't forget to subscribe, because that way you can get your stupid fix every time new episodes are published to your podcast player. And download the episode. That helps you to listen buffer-free when you got crappy internet and cell coverage. By the way, don't forget this great podcast app I like to recommend called Podcast Addict. It's a great podcast app, and it's at your app store, free. And there's a couple of paid versions as well. It's tremendously customizable. You'll love it. Don't forget, besides this midweek bonus feed, there's a second feed that you'll get every weekend featuring Pancho Guero, my insane Florida nephew. It's got more stupid stories from Florida and beyond. And we let Pancho answer your questions so you can tap into his sage wisdom. They ask Pancho about some of the biggest questions in life. And we also play along with Pancho in our weekly round of the Insane Game Show. Don't forget, you can interact with everything we do on the podcast and all the stories and such when you download and install Telegram Messenger. It's a great app. You can use that app to join the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World channel on Telegram. 
There I post links to a lot of the stories that I talk about from all the episodes. And there you can read the stories, check out the videos and the pictures, and discuss what you've read or heard even on the podcast, and share the articles with your friends. You can preview that channel and get a link to download Telegram Messenger at t.me slash insane Eric Lane. t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. The app is available in desktop or mobile versions, platforms for Windows, Linux, Android, or even Apple. And don't forget to follow me on social media with the handle at Insane Eric Lane on Facebook or Twitter and get everything I talk about on my website at InsaneEricLane.com. And finally, this week's verbal meme. I throw out my back sleeping and tweak my neck sneezing, so I'm probably one strong fart away from complete paralysis. If you think I have written all the stuff that goes into this podcast, you're giving me way too much credit. No, I have to give credit to a talented bank of writers that I rely on for most of this stupidity. I haven't got enough hours of the day to go scoping out all the stupidity that's out there. So I have to give props to Mr. Laugh's Comedy and Ad Large Media, Premier Prep, Wise Brother Media, the Universal Comedy Network, and Pulse of Radio at the United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane. And visit InsaneEricLane.com. And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify, Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.